Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Seven Footers crew, what is going on? Gerard and Jenna back here. Gerard is feeling much better than me, though, because he's back from an <laughs> island vacation. Okay, Gerard? Yeah. How was it? It, it was lovely. Spent uh, eight days with my toes in the sands, uh, the beautiful uh, Caribbean Sea, Atlantic Ocean, doing my thing on the lovely island of St. Martin, uh, the French West Indies. Shouts to all the people we met down there. It's a great time. Just, you know. It's important Jenna, to go and reset right and get yourself together and make sure that you know your mentals are taken care of <laughs> always i think i need to book that like right after <laughs> speaking of the mentals no it's all good here i'm glad you enjoyed your vacation it yes. looked absolutely lovely and we all know gerard loves a good chill vibe on an island mm-hmm. almost like a, like a young drake uh, <laughs> well you, you know you know it's so funny like because you were like before i left take pics and i'm like and you know me like, i said like, take not- pics and all right, I, I am an experiential kind of guy. Like my brain is not thinking about photos and posting on social. Like I just don't go there, right? I am, I'm enjoying what I'm doing and experiencing. But I'm like, I right, we post a couple, a couple pics for the peeps uh, yep. out there. And it was funny. Uh, Fred Felix was like, "Bro, you've been on vacation for a long time. It's time to come home now." Like, he's like, it's like eight because days of these pictures. It was like, this is wait. not your type of content, Gerard. And I'm not saying Gerard is this like manic workaholic, but he works and he's serious. So when it's vacation time, the switch, yeah. flips. switch flips. Oh my gosh. I was so excited. He posted one picture, guys. I was like, oh my God, live your best life. <laughs> you did, you did say, I was dying. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, this okay. is exactly why I don't post photos. He's right? annoying me all the way from St. Martin. Well, I'm still at home, but you're in St. Martin. But Too yeah. Funny. Too funny. Gerard, thank God you're back and you're well rested mm-hmm. because you. we yeah. have missed you and your expertise on all things the association. So we must get started because mm-hmm. when I saw the show run today... It had the only name possible that would come to mind if I was writing it, LeBron James. Okay. Uh, Why are we talking about LeBron James? Because the Lakers still stink and they're the below 513 seed in the West. Yeah, we all know that. Unfortunately, I had to say that. I'm so sorry, Lakers. Um, But he is closing in on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record, which is absolutely incredible. And it's also incredible the tweets that he's sending out to about (laughs) um, maybe non-calls during games, uh, refs missing fouls, and -and so-and-so, so 
so on that he says. So what do you make of this, draw? Because obviously we're not talking about the Lakers right now because they're not good. But <laughs> LeBron on Twitter, and I'm just saying this being not biased, people are going to be like, oh, look you at him. not biased? Weird. again. The greatest. <laughs> trying to complain because he's going to reach the all-time scoring list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what is he, 500 points away? Uh, in, less than that. You want to say he's 300 and change away now? Let's see. Do, 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 do. Yeah, he is uh, 300. No there three three hundred and about five points away something like that uh he just dropped that. uh what 40 piece he did uh other? yeah 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 he had, a, he had a great game 48 uh 48 uh eight and nine i believe look you know that everyone knows on this podcast jenna is a lebron stand and i often throw cold water on her but I, I am often as everyone knows i am i am honest and clear about who the all-time greats are and and what they've done in the history of this league because that's important right and when, I mean, if you're telling the history of the NBA and the story of the league, you cannot tell it without LeBron James. Um, I've said numerous times, he, along with Michael Jordan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, are the only three people who I think you can legitimately talk about for being the greatest of all time. Now, I am also of the opinion that comparing players across eras is a fool's errand because the game is just different, right? The game that Kareem played versus the game that, that Michael plays versus the game that LeBron, it's just different, right? Yeah. Basketball is different. And comparison is the thief of joy, right? When you start comparing things, Preach what ends up happening friend. is you're like, oh, you start not appreciating the other stuff for what they are. In their respective eras, these were head and shoulders, right? The greats of their eras. And LeBron closing in on Kareem's all-time scoring record of 38,000. 387 points uh, is is incredible. And, you know, for LeBron and his, like, I'm not a scorer nonsense. He likes to say, I'm like, stop it. All right? Like, you don't amass that many points not He thinks about his teammates first draw. He likes I mean, to pass. I mean, he, he does. And what's also great about LeBron is he is the only player in NBA history with 38,000, with at least 38,000 career points, at least 10,000 rebounds, and at least 10,000 assists. Like, let that sink into your brain. In 20 years, 20 seasons. at age 38. And at age 38, he is still, Jenna, playing, maybe not an, not an MVP level and not the best player in the league, but Jenna, he's still playing all NBA-level basketball. He's yeah. In the 97th percentile, mm -hmm. estimated plus minus, he's top 12 in EPM, right? That's all NBA. Like, he is outstanding still. You know, as you get older, the challenge, of course, is, is that you can be great on any night. It's just the continued greatness night after night. It's just harder to do because your body physically can't do it. His mind and his processing speed is as sharp as it's ever been. And that's the cruel, the cruel irony of sport, right? When you are at the age LeBron is, um, your mind, there's nothing he hasn't seen. He can think the game of basketball better than anybody. The issue, of course, is that your body can't do it as well as it used to do. But when you're young, you may not have all the reference points, but you're super athletic and do all the things, right? So it's this weird, right? Like cruel jest that mm -hmm. happens when you, when you play pro sports. But LeBron is phenomenal. And what he's done over his career, legendary. Look, the Lakers still stink, okay? And the large part of the reason why they stink is because Anthony Davis has been out. When he was playing like he was the best player in the league, that's what LeBron had envisioned when he told the Lakers to, trade away all their draft picks, and trade away all their young talent and bet on Anthony Davis, right? 
this will this will extend my prime. We can win more championships. Well, you won one, and look, maybe maybe that's the bet, Jenna. Right? It's one. Maybe you win one, um, because winning more than one, there's no guarantee of that, and it's not likely going to happen this year. They're twenty and twenty-four, four games under five hundred. You mentioned they're four and a half games or uh, back of the tenth place spot, or three and a half games back. I want to say of the tenth spot. Let me look that up. Let me actually get that right on here. So we're actually speaking facts. They are, as we speak, oh no, one and a half games back of the tenth yeah. spot. Yeah. Okay, for the play-in, but Jenna, for okay. the play-in. Oh God. I mean, th- this team has not shown me anything. Even with a healthy Anthony Davis, or looks like they make a trade and they pick up somebody. I'm not picking them over the Memphis Grizzlies in a seven game series. I'm not picking them over the Denver Nuggets in a seven game series, mm-hmm. right? Like any of the top teams in the West, the Pelicans, even though they're young and they don't, and they don't have playoff experience. I, those Pelicans, they're, they can guard their asses off. And they, look, uh, so the idea that the Lakers will make a move and they'll be championship contenders. I don't see it. Um, but what they should be doing is celebrating the accomplishment that LeBron's about to make. Of course, he's going to pass Kareem, um, a legendary Laker figure. As we know, Kareem spent his career uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, you know, this is this is legendary stuff. And again, you cannot tell the story of the NBA without LeBron James. So kudos uh, as he nears this uh, amazing milestone. And with that 48-point game uh, last night on, on MLK night, he became only the third player in NBA history with multiple 40-plus point games over the age of 38. You want to guess who the other two are? I mean, I already mentioned them. No, no. No? Michael Jordan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> these, are, these are the ones, right? Like, so again, when we're talking about just the greats, like to me, it's those three. Like if you think of like a, like a club, right? The inner, inner sanctum, the inner, inner most velvet rope. It's those three dudes. <clears throat> and then they're by themselves. And then we start branching out to everybody else in terms of what they've accomplished in basketball. Absolutely incredible how far the gap is when you talk about guys like that. Um, also, was that done by me? When did what age was Kobe when he retired? Was 30, thir- he might have been 37. Okay, I was gonna say he wasn't even 38 when he retired. Yeah, I don't think um, he, he wasn't 40 when he played in the league. No. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, but lastly, on LeBron quick, did you see the video online with him and Jabari Smith? That's Hilarious. What I, that's what popped up on my phone before because I was trying to find it. Hilarious. That you probably heard it on my phone. Yep. Oh, my God. I was dying. Oh, well, you know, like, really? What, Come on. What? When, you play, when you play 20 years in the league, you're going to run across some father-son combinations. And he has, right? Like Jabari Smith Sr. and Jabari Smith Jr., right? The um, Paytons, right? Uh, Gary Payton and Gary Payton II. Yeah. I mean, there, there are a number of them, right? Kenyon Gary Martin Trent? Sr. and Kenyon Martin Jr. Gary Trent Sr., Gary Trent Jr. I mean, yeah, he's, you know, he's, 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 and he's definitely. That's cool. Uh, and he's playing with Scottie Pippen Jr., right? I mean, it's just, it is, it's incredible. Again, the longevity, 20 years, and the level of play, right? He is still at, and again, you're not the best player in the league anymore, but he's still an all-NBA level player. It's um, crazy. But again, you know, uh, for the Lakers, that one title might have been it, you know? I, I just don't know that. Again, the Anthony Davis bet on him being healthy, that's just not – that hasn't been a consistent thing, right? And LeBron also, ever since he's been a Lakers, he's been, he's been hurt every year, right? So that's the other part of it, right? So listen, I- I enjoy what he's doing 
because it's going to end soon. Right. So, so, you know, really, really, really enjoy it. Yeah. Sad stuff too with Anthony Davis. Cause we get, we got that major flash of like what he used to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hate to say used or, to. Or, or, or what he could be at his peak. Right. Right. It's just injuries keep setting him back, you know? Yeah. Sad stuff. Hopefully he gets back uh, healthy soon. All right. Let's move on and talk about some more drama. Let's go down South. Let's talk about Atlanta because Trey Young, is he wilding out? Is he not wilding out? What's going on? What's the tea? Because we all talked about um, on this podcast, how he had the scuffle with Nate McMillan and the whole game situation, X, Y, Z, you know, go back Mm -hmm. to that episode. We Mm -hmm. talked about it, but now new report uh, by, you know, one of his hometown journals there in Atlanta Mm -hmm. uh, that he booked a, private flight after game two last year without informing the Hawks and then was fined for his actions. Did we know about this fine? Was this fine covered up? I have questions. Is this true? Of course. However, you know, when you, when those hometown journals do important stuff. Yeah, it's true. Look, I, I, I feel like every show that I have that I go on, I'm constantly banging on Trey young, but like, look, man, this stuff is out there. And like, yeah, like this the narrative Hawks, is the Hawks basically turned the franchise over to him and gave him the keys and let him just run amok. And look, man, like that may not be the best way to build a team that's going to contend and compete for championships. Remember, Jenna, two seasons ago, two playoffs ago, when they made their run to the conference finals, we were like, look, with the young talent they have on this team. This is a team poised with, with, remember I said, the Memphis Grizzlies and New Orleans Pelicans to be the teams of the future in the NBA. Well, Memphis, Memphis and New Orleans holding up their end of the bargain. Atlanta, not. And what is the difference in those situations? Well, Memphis's superstar, John Morant, he seems to engender loyalty and camaraderie and just genuine joy from his teammates. They are happy for his success. When Jaws had his, had his dunk over the weekend and lit up the internet, everybody went nuts. His teammates were going crazy. The Pelicans, Zion's been in and out, but they love that kid. Yeah. Uh, you get the sense that the Hawks players love Trey Young and love playing with that dude. That ain't the vibe that I get. I love vibes and those vibes don't seem great. And Jenna, look, Travis Schlenk, who was the GM, remember, is now in an advisory role. So he stepped down from his position. Uh, Trey got Lloyd Pierce fired, the head coach before Nate McMillan. He's now bristling with Nate McMillan. There was in that Atlanta Journal-Constitution report, it was reported that Trey's relationship with Travis Schlenk started to deteriorate over the last couple of months. Is that the reason why Travis is now in the front office? Look, man, this, I just. It's totally okay for a team to allow its superstar perks and certain levels of, you know, run within an organization. But it has to translate to something and it has to be earned, right? What has Trey done to earn that? And look, the owners may love him, so that's all that matters because that's the boss, right? But I just, I would not be surprised, Jenna. And I'm not reporting this. I haven't talked to anybody down there. But if they're like, look, man, internally, what if we shopped him this summer and tried to move it, move on from him and, and change some things around here? Because, look, 
while Trey is an excellent offensive player, he's limited on the defensive side of the floor. We know this, right? Like he's basically a turnstile on defense. His and size as well isn't in Jaron your favor, probably. I'm sorry? His size. Oh, yes. He's small, which, you know, you know my theories about when you're building around barely a six foot, right? A yes. six foot point guard, right? And when that's your best player, that that creates challenges if the rest of your roster isn't isn't together. And I'm not, the rest of the roster is good, but my point is, do they believe and do they want to rally behind this guy? Right? Like, right. Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks play a heliocentric style of basketball with Luka Doncic, right? He dominates the ball. His teammates seem to be cool with that and love how he plays and <laughs> rock with him. Again, I don't see that in Atlanta. And look, Trey's young. He's 24, maybe. So he's got time to mature and grow. But if he wants to be the leader of a franchise, see, it's more than just you get the A1 parking spot. You get to decide if we're going to stay an extra night in Miami on the road. Yeah, that's those are the perks. But it's more of it than that, right? You are the leader. Your job <laughs> is to engender camaraderie and a spirit of cohesiveness. And I just don't see that with Trey Young. And again, this the story that's come out. I just look if you're if you're in Dallas right now, you're like, whoo, good thing we traded for Luka Doncic, right? Like, I think everybody in the draft who in, 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 in that draft, the, the, those top four guys, with the exception of Sacramento, who took Marvin Bagley and it didn't work out. Um, <sighs> it, it, actually, not even not even everybody because Aiton and the Suns, who knows how long that's going to stay. But I will say that. Dallas is happy with who they got, and the Memphis Grizzlies are happy with who they got. They get Jaron Jackson fourth in that draft. Those guys are happy. Uh, those teams are happy with who they drafted. And, you know, Atlanta, we'll see. We'll see. I love when you put the cherry on top of an argument. I'm like, oh, man, now he's making me think. But, yeah, oh, my gosh. Everybody is happy. Well, Luke is definitely happy where he is, at least, I feel. I'd want to play for Mark Cuban anyway. Come on. Look, it, 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 Jenna, I just, you know, again, the top end of that draft, right? Let's go again. DeAndre Ayton first to the, to the Suns, Bagley mm -hmm. second to the Kings. The Hawks picked Doncic third, eventually traded him to the Mavericks, who picked Trey Young fifth. Jaron Jackson Jr. went fourth. And mm -hmm. after that, Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter Jr., Colin Sexton, Mikael Bridges, you know, et cetera, SGA. I will say the Hornets, although SGA is now on the OKC Thunder, so whatever. But the top five. Who's happy in the top five? For sure, we can guarantee. The only two teams that I say are 100% guaranteed with who they got, the Mavericks, because they got the, they traded for Luka, and the Memphis Grizzlies, who have Jaron Jackson Jr., who, by the way, is the frontrunner for Defensive Player of the Year right now. Just throw that out there. I feel like we're obligated. We have to. Not even that we're obligated, that we want to give him That's his our guy. That's he our guy. He is our guy. He is the Seven Footers podcast mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. But – um. Anyway, really quick, out of that list that you just said, of course, of, you know, what, the top four or five draft mm -hmm, picks mm -hmm. that year, when you say every one of them and you explain like you did, um, which was correct, of course, you think to yourself, wow, the guy who probably would have been mentally not as great on that night would be Luca. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, I went what third, fourth, which is right. still great, I but I wasn't one, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then I got traded. Like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, cool. But now, now look at I mean, it. Lucas and Lucas. I mean, maybe the MVP favorite, like you know, like or number two behind Jokic. Like, I mean, look all the GM stats. So this year, as I said, Luca, Luca, and the Mavericks, and Jaron and the Grizzlies, very happy. Everybody else, 
Yeah. Not looking so so hot out there. So the grass really isn't always as greener, guys. Mm-mm. All right. Go down, go down to Dallas, get your feet wet a little bit. You'll be happy. All right. Let's talk about this is the perfect segue to this because, mm-hmm. you know, the trade deadline's coming mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. and it's about to get popping up in here, which means some players are gonna be in different cities, jerseys, teams, y'all know how it goes. People are leaving, people are coming, they're going. So let's talk about it. Who are buyers and sellers when it comes to the positions that they're in right now? I mean, we've mm-hmm. got a lot of teams that are basically just playing bad basketball and mm-hmm. we're about to expose mm-hmm. them right now. No, I'm kidding. Kind of. <laughs> but let's talk about these teams. Um, we'll start what? In the West. I'll start okay. at the bottom of the West. Okay. And uh, tell me buyers or sellers and then sell me on it, basically. Give me this idea. Tell everybody uh, what this team needs to do. Let's talk about it. Number 15 uh, in the West here, the Rockets. They're, they're going to do nothing. They're not They're not buying us. I mean, they may potentially move Eric Gordon. Uh, but look, the Rockets aren't good. And they're likely going to be, in, I mean, likely. They are in the Victor Wembenyama sweepstakes. Yeah. They got Jalen Green. They got Jabari Smith Jr., you know, you add you add on a Victor Wembanyama to that group, and um, you know, who knows? You might have something going there. I worry about you know Paul Salas's job security. Uh, Stephen Salas, excuse me, Paul Salas, rest in peace, the recent guy's dad. Uh, Stephen Salas, his, his job security. I just don't know what they're doing down there. Uh, they got young talent, they just aren't playing well. Uh, but young te- young kids typically don't play well. But I would say that they, um, you know, they are they may sell off Eric Gordon. But that's about it. They're kind of just going to stand pat and, you know, be in the Victor sweepstakes. All right. Number 14, Spurs. What are we doing in San Antonio? They're going to sell us. Uh, Jakob Hurdle might be on the trade block. Um, again, Victor Wimbanyama sweepstakes. Uh, and San Antonio is a perfect spot for Victor to go to because the infrastructure. I trust Pop to like, do the right thing and, like, you know, coach him up correctly. And, you know, listen, they, they get him. And I'd be right back in the, you know, back in the, in, in the top of the West competing. Uh, very soon because Victor's that special. But yeah, they're going to be sellers like to Jakob Hurdle uh, going. Oh, you love to hear it. All right. Number uh, lucky, I hope, 13. Lakers, what are we doing in LA? You have to please LeBron. We need another. I mean, team. they got to be buyers, right? But again, we're talking about that 2027 number, that 2027 draft pick and that 2029 draft pick. Like, okay, maybe you move. I wouldn't even say you move Russell's contract right now because Russ is playing well off the bench for them. So they need him. So look, uh, they need to play Thomas Bryant more. Darwin Ham needs to do that um, because he's excellent. Um, but yeah, they're probably going to be buyers. And if they're going to be buyers, it's going to have to be with those future draft picks, which again, to what end Jenna, so that they are a play in team or, and let's say they win the play in and get to be the eight seed. Congratulations. You get a first round matchup with the Grizzlies to get waxed. Congrats. <laughs> waxed. All right. Let's talk about the Suns. What do they need to do? Oh, because they're not doing too hot right now. And hello, they were just number one. Like, Starting out, basically. Jenna, they were atop the West a month and a half ago. Um, and it has been disaster since. Chris Paul is looking his age. Uh, Devin Booker's been injured. The Monty yeah. Williams, DeAndre Ayton situation still is not good. And they got the Jay Crowder thing hanging over their head. So from, the, from that standpoint, they may be sellers and buyers, right? Because, look, their window is right now. Chris Paul, it, it, he ain't getting yeah. younger. But the question is, is Devin Booker going to be back? And the hamstring injury is tricky. So they might be both Jenna sellers and buyers. They may move off of move off Crowder, see what they can get, and maybe try to say, okay, let's get in this and make one last run this year. Or they move the eight in contract and they try to get some young pieces back in here to build around Booker. Because yeah, it's listen, 
when you have a chance to win, they were up 2-0 against the Bucks. You don't know if you're ever going back again. It, it sure looks like they're not going back anytime soon. Right, right. And uh, that Aiton situation is a question mark for sure. Too long. All right. Uh, the Thunder. I mean, buying you know, You know what's so funny about the Thunder? You would think they're in the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes, right? But, God, they have so much young talent. And they're competent, Jenna. 21 and 23. They have a positive net rating. They play defense. Like, and look, Shea Gilders Alexander is outstanding. Look, if they have oh, all the pieces they need to make a move right now to acquire somebody, now they have a little bit of salary issue because they don't have any huge max guys on their team besides SGA. But why would they want to move SGA? So I'm going to say the the Thunder just kind of stand pat. I don't think they're going to buy or sell anyone. I think they're just going to kind of stay where they are. Interesting. All right. Uh, what about the Trailblazers? Are we going to get Dame some help? I mean, like, what are we doing in Portland? Like, really? Like, okay, it's a feel-good story. They jumped out. Everybody's kind of fun. Ooh, look at Portland. Top, top six in the West, whatever. Now they're below 500. Like, uh, this is who Portland is, right? They're just... Look, Dame re-upped. He's going to stay, but he's going to stay on a team that's not winning any championships anytime soon. So, uh, buyers, but, like, nothing that's going to move the needle. And for what? So, to what end? To who, for who and for what? <laughs> You kill me. All right. <laughs> let's talk about the once timber puppies who are no longer puppies. I mean, God, what, 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 by what? They, they've already mortgaged they, in the Rudy Gobert trade. They surrendered so much of their draft capital. I mean, I think for them, it's they, they're going to figure try to figure out, okay, can we somehow find a way to turn it on? Like, you know, Starting now because we we're we, we're, it, past, we're past the halfway point. Is it working? Look, I, I it may be a coaching thing with Chris Finch. Um, you know, Rudy is not as good as he was, but I think there's just some challenges playing with Rudy um, that that Minnesota has not risen to in terms of challenge wise. Um, you know, they made a bet on Anthony Edwards making another leap this year. He has not, um, and so you know, uh, maybe they move D'Angelo Russell, but to who and for what? Right, like this, again, this is time will tell. All right, let's talk about these jazz. Uh, not as tanking as I thought. No, not as tanking as we thought. But look, I mean, I think the jazz are going to be sellers. I really do. I think you know, I think they they keep Laurie marketing. Uh, but I think that you know they're going to really after the trade deadline, you'll start being like, oh, someone's got an injury. He's out for the next like two months right like once you trade mitchell and, and and go bear the writing's on the wall right like it's clear what you're trying to do uh, look look for mike conley to, to, to get traded to a contender possibly yeah um, yeah but i i see them as, as sellers here all right i don't disagree all right what about the warriors i mean they they're buyers and sellers right so they so like they have to sh get some veteran help to shore up because look you have, you have Steph Curry in his prime still playing elite MVP-like basketball, right? Um, they think they want to – they try to do this just two-track thing, right? We're going to play now, win now, and also win in the future. Well, clearly it hasn't worked, right? The young kids um, are not able to play defensively at the level they need to and offensively, right? They're struggling a little bit. Um, you know, do the Warriors move one of those Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody's right for a more established veteran player who can help them defensively and offensively can fit into their system. I think that's what Warriors fans want. Does Bob Myers and Joe Lacob agree? We'll see. 
Interesting. Will Draymond Green be on that team at the end of the year? I believe so, yeah. Because if, if they think they're winning a championship this year, if they want to, yes, he will be. If they think that it's not going to happen, then who knows? Okay, interesting stuff. Let's uh, move not too far uh, on the West Coast of the Clippers. You know, the Clippers, they might be sellers, Jenna, because they kind of have to shore up some of their rotations. They have a lot of guys. Look, the biggest thing is Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard being healthy and playing games. But once that happens, they got to kind of shore up some of the rotations and just have Tyler's a pragmatic guy. You know, let's cut this rotation in like eight for the playoffs, right? You know, your, your top eight guys, some of it's superfluous. I mean, they can get some guys that Phil needs better. John Wall is hurt right now, so they may look at something there to figure out what they're going to do, uh, do in that regard. Maybe another, they move Covington and get somebody else in. But I look for them to maybe shore up some things and maybe be sellers here. All right, all right, all right. Mavericks. Luca, are we getting him any help? Uh, buyers, right? Um, the question is, what do they potentially have to trade to acquire somebody? I mean, Dwight Powell. I, I just, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm really thinking about the roster. Like, what do they have? Tim Hardaway Jr. You move him for it's. They let Brunson go, and they didn't seem to have a clear backup plan for how to re, uh, refill that role or whatever their plan was. It ain't working. So. Yeah, I they're looking up. They're probably gonna be buyers. Hmm, okay, the Sacramento Kings, the number four in the West, Sacramento Kings. I think they're gonna stand pat. Honestly, um, they are awesome offensively. Excuse me, uh, they, they need to work defensively. But Mike Brown's a defensive guy. Um, look, I, I look Kings fans for the first time in was it twenty five years? It's been well, no, no, I'm sorry, sixteen seasons. Yeah, don't do that to them. I think you might make the playoffs. Is that everything? I, I, I think it might happen. So stand pat, do what you're, keep doing what you're doing. Go Kings fans. Y'all deserve that. Okay. <laughs> Y'all deserve all of it. Damn. All right. Let's talk about the Pelicans. Number three in the West. They may be uh, looking to acquire some guys. So look with Zion, um, Herb Jones on defense, CJ McCollum, Jonas Valanciunas, Jose Alvarado, they, they have a lot of pieces. Brandon Ingram hasn't played that much yet. Trey Murphy yeah. is the, the, the third. Uh, look, I like this team. They may look to acquire like another like veteran shooting shooting help. Um, hearing Gary Trent Jr.'s name is going to be, be bandied around. But they mm-hmm. have the young pieces and the assets to actually swing for a, a legit established player that could help potentially put this team up over the top. So look for the Pelicans to be in, in, in buy mode. Oh, interesting stuff. Keep your eye on them. Uh, let's go to the Grizzlies now. Similar. Uh, this team is ready to win a championship this year, Jenna. Um, do they make a move to acquire, you know, a veteran, you know, wing to replace Dylan Brooks, right? So they move Brooks, some young pieces in a pick to get, you know, I'm trying to think who. OG Ananobi or someone better or a Pascal Siakam type. Right. Like, you know, who knows? Something, someone like that. Someone who's going to be, because what they need, Jenna, is um, uh, someone who can play defense, obviously. And when they go small, right, and have Adams off the floor and Jaron at the five, you know, when they go trip, Bane, uh, Jaron at the five, right, and they probably go Zaire Williams, right? Or, you know, can you go Pascal and, you know, Dylan Brooks or Pascal and Zaire Williams because Brooks will be part of that trade, right? Something like that, right? Someone who it's like, okay, 
we can play many minutes with that lineup and we're elite defensively and we're excellent offensively. So love it. Grizzlies on a 10 game winning but, streak, but you know, 10 game winning streak, how to see them in the league, but they may, they may just stand pat because they may be like, look, we're, we think we're good enough to win with what we have right now. And they very well might be. I was going to say, yeah, that's where I was leaning toward that they might do, but Hey, what do I know? I'm no coach. Um, let's talk about last team in the West, the nuggets. Wow. What a, what a good time for the nuggets too. the number one Denver nuggets. Yeah. I mean, look, Nicole Jokic is playing like the MVP and he might win his third straight. Um, all the advanced numbers say he should, uh, the other number one team in the, in the West record wise top with the Grizzlies. Um, look, they, they need to be better on defense. They're 16th right now. 17th. They need to be better at the point of attack. Can they get, a point of attack defender and what do they have to give to, what do they have to give up to get that kind of person i mean gary payton the second would have been great on this team um he's already on portland but what right he'd be wonderful on this team can shoot threes right can cut and is an on ball hawk right and can switch a player like that but they many of those players that exist but can they find someone like that and what do they have to give up to get him but that's if i'm, if I'm denver that's what i'm looking for Love it. All right, let's move out east and talk about the Hornets. What do they need to do? I mean, last I mean, in the east, pretty I much mean, everything. I mean, I mean, they're the Hornets. They stink. They're in a Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes. Next. <laughs> Pistons, 14. Uh, same. Wembanyama sweepstakes. Uh, the, the, yeah. the, the injury to Kate Cunningham really, you know, it, it derailed any progress they would make in terms of team right now. Uh, Wembanyama sweepstakes. First of all, and this is the only thing, and I'm sure this is an exhausted topic, but like that's where this whole draft lottery process hurts young players. Mm -hmm. Because when you get on a team that's mm -hmm. shit, mm -hmm. tanks, mm -hmm. everything, mm -hmm. I'm not saying it causes injury. I'm just saying it for the experience. Like it could end up really bad for these guys. I guess that's that's a chance you take, but mm, well, my Jenna, own issues. just like you can build a culture of winning, you can also build a culture of losing. Right. It, 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 yeah. it works. It works both ways. So, yeah. Ooh, that was deep. All right. <laughs> let's talk about the magic. What they're going to stand pat. They're, they're young. That team's on the come up, Jenna, with Paolo Bancaro, Wagner. Well, both Wagner's, but uh, Franz in particular. Um, Bull Bull is doing some fun things. I, I think they need to figure out what their guard situation is between Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs. I'm not quite sure what's happening there. Markel Fultz having a bit of renaissance, but they're going to just stand pat and just keep the young kids and keep getting better. Mm, Markel. They may, they may move like a Mo Bamba type. Um, and then Jonathan Isaac is coming back finally after two years not playing basketball. Um, right. we'll, see, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But one of those guys could get moved. Yeah, and he's not not good. So <laughs> hopefully it helps them out. All right, Wizards. Let's talk about the Wizards. Why can't Bradley Beal stay healthy? I mean, God. Their team is perpetually in the middle. Like, they should be sellers and, like, really move Beal and just rebuild with the young guys, right? Like, build around Hachimura, maybe Avdia. Like, I just oh, – GM Tommy Shepard. My guy, what are we doing in, in, in Washington Wizards land? I have no idea. Mm, tough business out there. Uh, what about Canada? Let's go to the Raptors. The Raptors. They might be sellers, Jenna. Like, I think that, look, they love Scotty Barnes, even though he had a bit of a regression this year. So it may be we move Van Vliet and we build around Scotty and Siakam, or we move Van Vliet and OG. Like, 
or they do a complete, not tear down, tear down, but it's all right. We move Van Vliet, we move Siakam, and we move OG, and it's Scotty Barnes, and we just try to rebuild from there. It, it, I think they're going to be sellers, though. I'm, I, I think they're sellers. Hey, they have good pieces to sell. I mean, they sure we'll do. See. They sure do. All right. Let's talk about the Bulls because a lot of question marks around the Bulls. Where's Lonzo? What's going uh, on? That's the thing. I think Lonzo's going to play this year. Um, and there's such an enigma, that team, right? They, they're great against the top teams in the East, but bad against everybody else. They might be sellers, Jenna. And Alex Caruso, that's a name that he can help a contender. Um, you know, DeRozan's a big contract, so it might be tough to move him. But, you know, look, they got Ayo um, um, Oh, God. Vooch is someone that – look, Vooch doesn't help you defensively. But if you need some big man offensive help, he might help. So I look for them to be sellers. Mm, okay. I'm not mad at it. Um, your guys, the Hawks. <sighs> I mean – I John Collins, they've been trying to move him forever. So. Literally since he got to the league, they've been trying to move him. I just they need they need a serious reset down there and a culture reset um around. Look, if you want to keep Trey fine, but his leadership and that culture has got to change. So I look, it's a perfect example of this. And I said it I think before. Look how well Kevin Herter's thriving in Sacramento away from Atlanta. I love when you do that. You just don't say anything. "Mm, mm." My favorite. All right. Let's uh, keep it rolling here. The Pacers. A young team that's doing well. Um, They're they're definitely ahead of expectations. Harlow's not a coach that's going to tank. I don't know if they're going to be buyers or anything. Maybe they do something with Heald or Turner. But look, this team getting Matherin. They've been in talks too. Yeah, they've been in talks since the Lakers. But I think that, that ship sailed. Getting mm-hmm. Matherin and Halliburton and those guys some some playoff experience, I think will be very helpful this for this team. So I think they're gonna stand pat. Um, cool. Let's move on because I'm confused by the heat. They should be much better than they are. What's going on? You know, the, the older. Knicks are above Jimmy, them. No J- J- Jimmy's older. Um, you know, uh, they're not athletic right now. Kyle Lowry, it's you know, this is this is the challenge with this team, right? And I don't know. Maybe they move Oladipo, right? Like, what do they have to move to move them up into the contending status? I just, yeah, I don't see this team making a spurt. Although they're playing better of late, I will say they have been playing better of late. I just, you know, I I don't know. This is not a conference finalist this year, as they were last year. Yeah, tricky stuff. All right, let's move on to the Knicks because I feel like they do this to us. They get really, really good. For a little, the, little bit, and then it's just... Phew. They're a good team. I, I think maybe they move Cam Reddish, maybe. But I look, I, I, I like what they're doing. They're tough defensively. They have a limited ceiling offensively, but they're super tough defensively. They're a playoff team right now, and they're going to maybe win around, win around in the playoffs. Yeah, Julius Randle been balling out. Mm, playing, so. well, playing much better than the last year's situation when he was like, you know, thumbs downing the fans. So this is, this is better. Oh, oh. That we forgot about that. Um, let's go to Cleveland and talk about the Cavs because this team, you they're so love good. Them. They're so good. I, if they can somehow find a way to get an elite wing, which everyone needs an elite wing without giving up too much. Sure, I don't know how they do that. I, and they're going to stand pat. I think they're they're going to be good. Maybe something around the on the fringes, but they're staying pat with what they got. Yeah, I don't mind it. Good stuff there. All right. The Sixers. Sixers doing well in the East Sixers right now. playing well. Another team that may just stand pat. They're, they're playing well. Embiid's a monster. But, 
But that's what they do, though. Every year, they're, they, <laughs> it's there's like an invisible again, wall that they, they just run there into. There might be buyers around, like again, like what they need is what everyone needs. Oh, a, a reliable wing score. Everyone needs another reliable wing. Those things don't grow. Those players don't grow on trees. So I, I don't know where they find one. Does, does does Bogdanovich move the needle for them? I don't think so. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, we shall. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Bucks. They've been worrying me a little bit. Look, they need Chris Middleton to be healthy. That's their thing. If he's not healthy, they're not they're not going to win any championship this year. So I don't think they're going to be buyers or sellers. They're going to stamp back because they're still elite on defense. But if they want to win a title, Middleton needs to be healthy. Facts. Couldn't agree more. Let's uh, go to Brooklyn and talk about your Nets because they might need some help while uh, your guy's out. Yep. Durant's out with a strained MCL. It doesn't look like it'll be as long as the one last year that kept him out for just over a month. Um, he'll be reevaluated next week. So they'll, we'll see where that is. Look, they need a little bit more maybe center girth um, behind Claxton. Who that is? Jakob Hurdle. What, what do they have to give up to get Hurdle? Right? Um yeah. And then, you know, uh, do you move one of Cur- Seth Curry and or Patty Mills uh, to get yourself another big body, a Kyle Kuzma type, right? Like, and what else would you have to give up to get Kuzma? So that that's so they may be they may be looking at buyers, right? Because they're they're going to be they're still small at certain areas. Um, they need a little bit more a little more beef. So you know they're going to be buyers. Yeah, interesting stuff in Brooklyn because I feel like um, Patty Mills, like you don't need him there. Why is he there? He's taking um, up you space. Might, you might need him as the, the Ben Simmons whisperer, but we'll see. Mm, interesting. All right, uh, let's talk about the number one in the East Celtics. Do Does the number one team even need to do anything? I think they're pretty good. <laughs> I think, again, something on the margin maybe, but I you – no. Know, I mean, this is, this is a team general that is poised to get back to the, conf- to the NBA Finals and hopefully complete the task this time. They, they look laser-focused and ready. They're playing elite offense. Their defense is coming around. Robert Williams III is back. I, I just – the Celtics are very good right now, and I think they – last year's d- disappointment really – it's fueling them. Um, so I think they're going to stand pat. Yeah, I mean, hey, talk about a team that shocked me completely. I mean, they were given the recipe and the playbook to <laughs> have a shitty season because of everything <laughs> happening there. And they're just really uh, exceeding expectations. So good for yep. them. Um, February 9th, the trade deadline, everyone. We'll talk to you before then, but you know it's coming. And get your party pants on because it's going to mm-hmm. be chaos and we're going to have more gray hair. Jenna, we're, yeah. we're, we're we're past the halfway point. We're we're most teams have already played forty one games. We're some teams are at forty four games already. Like we are by the time All Star hits, we're two thirds of the way through the season, and then it's let's oh. get let's get to April, and then it's go time. So yeah, let's this is go. we're we're this is, this is the time. Teams are gonna have to start. You know, really, you can start seeing it now. Though the players are starting like we need the All Star break. They're starting to see some tired legs out there. Like. We need a break. Um, oh, yeah. Be, they got to go hit a quick island for a couple of days. Yep, recharge. Bring recharge their exactly. The get themselves thing. together. And then it's, That's you it. know, let's get ready for the playoffs and and, and uh, full steam ahead. But as always, folks, you know where to find us at 7 Brothers Pod on Twitter, at 7 Brothers Podcast on Instagram, at JS Hector, at Jenna Lemon Selly. You're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all that. And until next time, everybody. Peace.